Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick continues session one of the five-part Living the Dream series. His scripture text is taken from the book of Genesis, chapter 37, verse 5, and verses 18 through 20. On the last broadcast, Brother Rick brought us two of four things that we need to understand about dreams, three reasons to hold on to our dreams, and the first four or five ways we can know dreams are from God. On this broadcast, he'll bring us the fifth way, and then tell us three things that God dreams will cost you. He'll conclude today's session by bringing us three of seven things that we can learn from Joseph's life. And now, here's Brother Rick. Someone asked me one time, why did God use you? I said, I guess qualified people wouldn't do it. Secondly is, he going to get all the glory out of this one. Because I guarantee you at Lynch High School, if there was a least likely to succeed, I would have that in the bag. Are you hearing me? My principal thought I'd be in prison within two years, and he was a pretty good prophet. I should have been. But here's the difference. How many of you know when God uses somebody nobody else would have used, he gets all the glory for? Yeah, that's what he's after. He's after the glory. He wants to use your life that men may know his greatness. Joseph said to his brothers, I died. Chapter 50, verse 24. God will surely visit you and bring you out of the land which he swore to Abraham. Isaac and Jacob. He said, I'm going to die, but God's not going to. God brought me here, but he ain't going to be. I'm not going to be the one that's going to be leading you forever. He's going to come and lead you out. And after I'm dead and gone and my bones are just all that's left, God's going to show up, show out. And when y'all leave, don't leave me here in Egypt. Take my bones with you, would you? I won't be alive, but tote me around for 40 years. I don't want to miss what's coming. Amen. How many of you know God dreams? outlive you they're about the glory of God here's the fifth thing God dreams is going to cost you they're going to cost you the present to assure you a future see that's what I was talking about with men death stepping out of safety zone comfort zone God dreams cost you something what do they cost you well number one they cost you people how many of you know every time God takes you to a new level, some people won't go with you? And how many of you know dealing with incomplete relationships is one of the toughest things of walking with God? Because everywhere you leave, you're going to have to leave somebody behind. And not only somebody behind, but usually they're vocal telling you why you ought to stay with them. Every level God takes you, there will be incomplete relationships. It's going to cost you some people. Well, how in the world then can you leave? You got to put Jesus first. If you put Jesus first, how many of you know he'll fill every gap, every relational gap you have if you'll put him first? Here's the next thing you're going to have to leave behind. Position. Position. How many of you know when God calls you to do something, you got to leave behind what you was doing? And like I say, when we get too caught up in the, the robe, the title, Lord, have mercy. I go to preachers' meetings all the time. Some guys, when you ask, hey, who are you, brother? They got a list that long. Titles, you know, they're holding on to the rope. 
How many of you know that in the last week of Jesus' life, there was two leaders exhibited before the multitude? One of them had a title. The other had a towel. One of them helped his robe, and the other took his robe off. One of them washed his hands with people, while another washed the feet of people. How many of you know, many times, it's going to cost you what you have worked all your life to attain. God's going to say, follow me. Changing your position. Changing your title. It's going to cost you people. It's going to cost you position. It's going to cost you possessions. You can't take everything with you. Oh, I remember when we moved to Texas. I didn't have a whole lot I wanted to take. I'm not a pack rat. My wife, on the other hand, has got everything that's ever been given to her. But I had a bedroom suit I wanted to take. Brother Gary, I've been working for that bedroom suit. I put on layaway, you know. I got that bedroom suit. And the Lord said, leave all of it behind. Follow me to Texas. And I thought, almost everything. I'm going to take that bedroom suit. Yeah, I remember. I, I was going to take that bedroom suit. And I remember I'd send Debbie to town so I could throw some of her stuff away so it fit. <laughs> People coming by, I flagging them down, giving them stuff so I could take that bedroom suit. And I remember I got to Texas and the house was fully furnished. And I ain't, I ain't that easily discouraged. No, I went to the garage and, of the church and I cleaned out a bunch of junk so I could put my stuff. You know that's a difference between your yard sale and the others. You go buy junk at their place and then when you get it, it's your stuff. <laughs> stuff is junk with value, amen? But I took out a bunch of their junk so I could put my stuff there. I got everything in there, man. I got that bed. And I had it wrapped in this thin styrofoam stuff, you know, wrapped in cords. Couldn't even use it, but I go visit it occasionally. Just go in and look at that bedroom and see. One day the Lord blessed us and gave us a bunch of clothes and stuff that we needed for people to have their needs met. I didn't have any place to put it. I went in the garage and got to moving my furniture around. And the Lord just caught me about in the middle of that and said, how long are we going to wrestle over this? And did you know that very moment, here come a Mexican guy walking down the alley. Ain't that amazing? I can't speak Spanish, therefore I speak loud English. <laughs> How about you? So I started, hey, I'm trying to explain this bedroom suit, and he's looking at me like I fell out of a tree. Finally, he gets it, and he says, see. And I thought, no, nah, see, yeah, there goes my bedroom suit. See, when God calls you to something, you can't take everything you've ever had. <laughs> It's going to cost you some people like Joseph. You're not going to see your family for 13 years. You're going to leave behind your coat of many colors that you held on to for so long. You're not going to be the favorite son anymore. You're going to be a slave for the next 13 years and a prisoner part of it. See, we say, oh, God, use my life. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for God to strip you? It's going to cost you something, friend. But let me tell you. It's a good deal. Your present's not going to compare to your future. It's worth giving it up. Amen. It's worth surrendering it to the Lord because it's going to pay you great dividends. See, here's what I want you to understand. We got to learn how the dream gets fulfilled. I want to just use Joseph's life. We're going to be talking about him all week. But there's seven things I learned from this man's life 
that I want to incorporate in my life as I'm trying to walk out my dream. I don't know if this is speaking to you like it's speaking to me, but if it ain't, would you just let me speak to me because I really need to hear this. See, God's calling me out in my dream. And when you're walking in your dream, it kind of gets nerve-wracking. <laughs> Amen. Everything's not so detailed. And see, there's some things you got to learn the power of, and one of them is the power of being present. Did you know God wants to take you to places where you're uncomfortable because he needs your body there? <laughs> he needed Joseph to physically be in Egypt, and no other place would do. See, listen, some of you pastors are in a place and you're thinking, why in the name of Pete am I here? And the Lord said, I got a plan. I got a plan. I got a reason. How many of you know it don't just happen like this? <laughs> That's the thing with God. I have noticed he's not in near the hurry I am. I want him to move like yesterday. He don't even want to talk to me about it. I can't even get him to talk to me about what I'm interested in. On the other hand, he's wanting to talk to me about some stuff I'm not interested in. And God is wanting to get us to a place. Because when we get there, when we get there, everything will start falling in place. Did you know God sent the children of Israel out into the wilderness without a drink of water? But he knew he had a river and a rock. But see, he just had to get them out there to the river. And so when you're walking in faith with God, there's so many questions you have. You got a lot more questions you got to answer. But there's a power of being present. I've told my spiritual sons, wherever you are, be there. Don't be there at half somewhere else. Don't be living someplace by 20%. Be 110% wherever you are so God can show up and do what he wants to do where you are. How many of you believe ministry is where you are? And you need to be where you are. Don't live here and be over yonder. Be where you are. Be where you are. There's the power of presence. Joseph had to learn that. He had to go to Egypt long before God would show up. Here's the second thing he had to learn. He had to learn the power of patience. Wow. Now see, God doesn't move like you want him to. Boy, I remember when he started teaching me this, Brother Sim. Boy, I remember a year just going, sitting, looking out the eastern side of the house and just told God, I ain't felt you and I don't know when, but I'm just going to sit here till you show up. You brought me here and I'm going to sit here till you show up. Are you listening to me? God's trying to teach you to wait on him. Why? Because you think you got all the answers. I'm going to turn my back and give you one of these. You don't have the answer. I said, you don't have the answer. You don't have the plan that can change your city, but God has. Did you know if he shows up this Sunday, the rest of the city will show up next week? Did you know that God can do a miracle this week and everybody show up next week? God, you're one miracle from a full house. Anytime God gets ready to move, he can change everything in one minute. Oh, why don't he do it now? I don't know. But he's trying to teach you the power of patience. Here's the third thing you got to learn. You got to learn the power of protocol. See, Joseph tried to convince his brothers that God had something in store. Don't try to do God's part. Are you listening to me? Boy, God taught me this quick. 
first Sunday I pastored a church. I've been pastoring 15 minutes, and a lady raised her hand. I thought she was going to tell on me that I wasn't a pastor. And I went back and laid my hand on her shoulder because they asked me to come pray for her. And as soon as I said, Heavenly Father, she fell over dead. Did you know that is a problem? Just in case she was wondering. That is a problem for a veteran. For a 15-minute pastor, that is a tragedy. And I remember holding her dead body. Those dead people don't sit good. So I sat down behind her, and I was holding her up because she couldn't hold herself up. She was dead. And I remember thinking, Lord, I wish I didn't have her in my hands. You know, you can't let go of somebody that's already died in your hands. So there I am. Here's brother don't want me to touch him. I can understand. But anyway, <laughs> I'm sitting holding her dead body thinking, God, now if you, if you are going to show up, now would be a dandy time. All the time I'm praying something outwardly, but inside I'm screaming my famous one-word prayer. Help! Holding a dead woman. Thinking, what next? Is this why you brought me? And I was praying, and all of a sudden I heard the Holy Spirit say, have the people pray. And I didn't think about them being 65 years old. I was in a panic. So I just said, pray! And it scared everyone I'm half to death. Lucky I didn't lose three or four more. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at A Fruitful Life. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's a fruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening.